Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and information in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, and I'm here again solo today because I'm just here to introduce to you another Challenging the Status Quo panel series webinar. The Challenging the Status Quo panel series was designed to show our listeners the different perspectives from UVA finance employees who aren't afraid to challenge the status quo and who share their thoughts and ideas with you. This latest webinar is from October 29th and it's from our individual contributors. The panelists for today's discussion are Amy Nolasco, who's a business system analyst in the student financial services, Jonathan Agop, a supplier management specialist from procurement, and Mara Hillier, our own Melody Bianchetto's executive assistant. Today, this group brings a great discussion on how, as an individual contributor, you can pursue continuous improvement. If you'd like to look at some of the other webinars, we have videos available for you on the online community. I'll throw a link in the show notes. And of course, I can link you to all of the podcasts that we have done prior with this series. That's all for me from now. Now I present to you this next discussion. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Challenging the Status Quo panel series sponsored by the Continuous Improvement Committee. I'm Angela Knobloch, FST Workstream Lead for Change Management and Continuous Improvement, and I'll be serving as the moderator of our panel today. The purpose of these panels is to hear thoughts and ideas on how to challenge the status quo successfully. This series includes panels from finance senior leadership, finance managers, as well as individual contributors in finance and FST team members. These are all recorded and available in the CI community. Please be sure to check out the CI community for additional ideas and resources. You'll even find a dedicated category on how to challenge the status quo. So now I'd like to introduce our panelists for today. We have Amy Nolasco, Business System Analyst from Student Financial Services. We have Jonathan Agop, Supplier Management Specialist in Procurement Services and Supplier Diversity. And we have Mara Hiriar, Executive Assistance for Melody Bianchetto. So panel, welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. Um, you have a unique perspective in your individual contributor roles and what that looks like in terms of challenging the status quo. So I'm gonna ask all of you to weigh, on, weigh in on this first question and that's what does challenging the status quo mean to you? So Jonathan, I'll start with you this morning. Good morning, everyone. So as I think about challenging the status quo, it, the status quo itself is a tradition. It's the way we've always done things. Mm -hmm. And in life, personally and professionally, traditions change and they evolve as you change and your life evolves. So being not being afraid to ask the questions of why we do these things um, is the root of how to make that challenge. It's not to, to change. It's not to remake. It's to see where we can improve and make things better. So as I think about that, that's that's my six-year-old channels into my brain. Why? Why I love that. Well, and I and I love how you mentioned tradition because that can be such a habit, right? Mm -hmm. For so many of us, we're just used to doing that. Um, Mara, what else would you like to add to that? What is what does it mean to you challenging the status quo? Well, I'd like to kind of follow up on what Jonathan said in that, you know, sometimes it's um it's that challenge, it's that asking that question. 
but it doesn't always mean that we're going to change because sometimes we find out that the status quo is something we need to preserve. But again, how can we make it um, more efficient, kind of better? Um, you kind of need to look through that lens of where is this bringing value to us? You know, and is it something we need to keep? Um, you know, in finance, we're so driven now by, you know, time and money, um, our resources. So you kind of go through that test of where's the return on the investment for this? Mm -hmm. So I think it's that, that challenge, just that questioning, but also knowing that at the end of the day, you might need to preserve what you're looking at. Mm. But it's just that, that, that part of exercising that thinking of that, it's like the know, willingness to consider at the very least, but it doesn't mean you have to, that you will automatically be making that change. Correct. Like in traditions, you know, traditions thrive, but sometimes we change them. Like what we're doing now, um, we're going to have virtual traditions probably, right? <laughs> there was another word you mentioned about value, you know, determining the value and value of things can change over time, right? Like what's important that we work on. And a key component in lean is identifying what's valuable. Um, so that's a very lean perspective. Um, Amy, what else would you like to add to that about your perspective? Sure. Thanks, Angela. Um, I would just echo what Mara and Jonathan said as well. I think, you know, it's, it's really being um, asking the question why. Um, and I think uh, part of that for me is more, um, you know, uh, being just kind of curious about uh, different situations. And, and I, you know, I think we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of information at our fingertips. Um, so I might ask a question you know, why, you know, why do we do something this way? And I can research online, I can talk to other, you know, other folks that, you know, have done that, because part of it is just understanding why we, you know, I, if I'm going to ask the question about why I first need to understand the history as well. And so it's just being, you know, curious about investigating, taking the time to investigate. And then, like Mara said, you might realize that it still does need to be done this way, or there's not enough value in changing it right now. It's the, the curiosity word, you know, that curiosity, that genuine, sincere, you know, and I also like how you pointed out the fact that you need to understand kind of more about what is happening and why it's happening. So that curiosity um, mindset. Amy, I'm going to stick with you on this next question. And that is, um, how do you challenge the status quo in your current role? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so I think that, um, you know, part of it is, is feeling, you know, comfortable and being in a position, you know, as an, as, as, you know, an independent, independent performer, you know, a, a staff member and feeling comfortable in your environment to ask those questions and also have the access to, uh, the people and the resources to, to do the research. Um, and so for me, you know, a, a lot of times it's, it's, and it's also it's mission driven in student financial services. You know, we are very much focused on student experience and parents along with our other uh, customers, you know, across grounds, but we are always thinking, you know, how can we make this better for students? You know, we interact with students all the time. How can we make this better for parents? And so that drives a lot of our, 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 uh, our change and how we, we tweak things over time, even if they're little, this can be a little bit better. Um, so for me, that's kind of a, a, a big, piece and in, in our role in student financial and student financial services. Wonderful. Mara, how about in, in your role? How do you challenge the status quo? Okay. Well, I'm going to start with I'm very fortunate that that's my mindset. 
which mm. has been green to me for many, many years of working in the state with um, lack of resources and a lot of systems that um, have been in place forever. And, I, and change, I used to say, was always about, we changed about the rate of petrifying wood. So it was always like an up. Oh, wait, that's a quotable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a state. I'll go on, on record for that one. So I'm, I find it very exhilarating and exciting to be working at UVA Finance in an environment that's very welcoming to change. And especially knowing that we have the FST project. So there's a lot of, of just knowing that we're going to morph in some sense. Yeah. So um, again, having that mindset, I have that lens and I guess my daily for what I do daily is um, mm. trying to get bandwidth for people. And that's how I look at things because we have such limited resources and especially right. within the last seven months, we're being pulled. You know, we're now seeing back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. So a lot of it's like looking at, okay, well, how can we make bandwidth? How can we make people's time? Because again, that's a value. Yes. How can we, you know, not waste people's time? You know, because again, we have this limited um, amount that we can work within. You know, Amy mentioned about the environment being one in which she felt like she could challenge the status quo. And, and you've said that you felt uh, fortunate to be in finance. What is it about finance or the behaviors that encourage you to challenge the status quo? What are, what are the things that you see? Um, well, one of the things is we have this vibrant training program, the lean, you know, there's those opportunities. Right. Um, and then I feel from my perspective, from the managers that I deal with, there is a lot of openness to, you know, what do you think? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of cross communication instead of a lot of top down. Um, so you're seeing the invitation to be able to ask the questions. Yes. And then there's also a lot of teams. Um, going on right now, especially that's happened since we've gone remote. I'm seeing a lot of kind of um, organic, as I will say, team um, interactions going on okay. and not necessarily within divisions. So I, it, it's kind of a breaking down of the silos just to see what everybody else is doing. Right. And right now, because, you know, really we have no rules, right? We don't know what next week's going to bring. So it's kind of like, well, let's try it and see if it works, right? And if it, you know, if it sticks, okay, well, maybe we keep doing it. So our, our scenario that we've lived through the last seven months has certainly introduced more opportunities that have kind of pushed us into that that mindset. So, Jonathan, how about in in your role? What are what are some ways that you've been able to challenge the status quo? And are there specific results that you've seen from that so far? Yeah, so I, I sometimes joke that I got brought into UVA to do this. I joined the university about three years ago and immediately got put into a systems implementation project right <laughs> off the bat. So it was, okay. You were tagged. <laughs> yeah, I was tagged. We're going to do things differently. Let's figure out how to make it work. So okay. I, and then as time has progressed with the FST project and other things, I kind of feel like that that's become my, my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> I think biggest part is not being afraid to ask the why. One of the things I loved about finance, and I'm going to tag on to something Mara said here, is that there's so much communication, so much training, and so much thought between the different divisions and departments. Mm -hmm. um, when I first came in, I had people from different areas of procurement sit me down and go, okay, this is what I do. This is how we do it. Let's mm -hmm. talk through it and ask my opinion. So 
specifically thinking about some things we've challenged is just thinking through how we implement the processes. Can we be more efficient? I know this, the tradition, we've done it this way, but what's the why and what's the how and how can we speed that up? So I'm, I'm wondering, Amara, I'm going to come back to you on this one. So you all seem inclined to ask the why questions and you have the curiosity and, and um, how have you encountered resistance from others when you are maybe trying to challenge the status quo? Um, and it doesn't need to be necessarily in your current role, but how, how would you handle that or how have you handled that, Mara? Um, it's, it's sort of like with, you know, Jonathan's gone through this, that sitting down, it's the, the talking through what it is. Um, and then um, being very expressive of, of what I see from my point of view. And then it's, how can I help you? A lot of the resistance comes from not the thing of change, but basically the time. And I can say specifically, um, it's people not having bandwidth. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, well, if I talk to Mara and, oh, I'm going to take on her suggestion, then it's that person's responsibility. And I don't have the time to see it through. And so what I try to do is try to partner with that and, you know, and talk it through. And then again, sometimes... You know, it's me being able to realize we're not ready for the change. Maybe that something else has got to happen before we could even implement or even start really that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of um, being able to know those boundaries and, um, and being respectful to know that the person that's actually doing what they're doing, you know, is the expert in that and just try to learn from them. But um, what I found from that you know, maybe that situation or what I suggested wasn't going to work that time. It has opened the door for future conversations. Mm-hmm. No, hey, you know, Mara, what do you think about this? I've got this going on. And then I can give my perspective. And then if they want to work on it together, you know, I'm there to do that. I think you brought up something really key. And it's really about relationships isn't it? And, and dialogue and that discussion. And uh, again, with the spirit of curiosity, being able to interact with your colleagues and ask some of those questions. It's a learning, you know, and I, I find myself in, you know, it, again, it's a, a, a good position to be in, you know, uh, the assistant to the executive for finance, because I do have to know. And that, I make that my thing, you know, what do you do and how do you do it? Um, just so that I can understand the ebb and flow, you know, who's going to be busy at one time of the year, you know, what, what's everybody got on their plate. And so that that's helped fulfill my, you know, I have this challenge that I want to learn something new every day. So that fulfills that. So I think just learning, and then you get a respect for what people are having to, to do on a day-to-day basis. Wonderful. Amy, what, uh, how have you uh, maybe uh, experienced any resistance to change and how have you handled that? Sure. Yeah, I, I would, you know, again, echo, you know, what Mara said. And like, like you mentioned, it's, it really is about relationships and trusting relationships. And, you, you know, it's, it's reaching out with people, uh, two people initially and, and doing your homework first. Um, and not making assumptions and validating, um, you know, understanding that, that you know, the people that are most affected are, are probably the subject matter experts. And so making sure that you're really understanding if you don't uh, know all the things that, that go into to their roles, but it's, it's a, 
you know, it comes down to um, a relationship and having credibility to kind of move, you know, move the ball forward. And that is, you know, that's established over time um, as, as we grow into our own roles, as we develop relationships in our group, um, you know, you can, you, you get more and more comfortable doing that kind of thing, knowing the people that you're working with. Right. So Thank it's time, you. it's a time consuming, you know, uh, effort, I think, to get to a place where you really can affect, affect good change and people trust you to be able to do that and to listen right. to all the different aspects. It's an investment, isn't it, up, up front? And it can take time, uh, but it lays the foundation for truly challenging the status quo and, and making improvements, I think, going forward. So, Jonathan, a question for you is, what's the impact of failing to challenge the status quo? I don't ever look at it as a failure. There have been multiple times in my career over the years that I have come up with what I consider to be the most grandiose idea on earth. It will be life shattering and change and make the entire world more efficient. Revolutionary. Um, revolutionary <laughs> is a fantastic word for it. Um, and then it's been pointed out the weak point and the failure in it. But that's a growth potential because somewhere in that entire revolutionary idea, there was a nugget that could be built off of. And so sometimes you have to fail to realize you need to pare that down and look at the smaller, finer detail and develop a new strategy from there. It's also great when you fail because then you find another subject matter expert that can help you on this journey. So that's a really valuable part. So I don't ever look at it as failure. It just might not be the success I wanted at that moment. So it's okay if that idea isn't the right idea or the right time. It's not exactly. a failure. And you might even try something and it doesn't work. So then you try something else, but that's part of that learning process you're saying. Yes, absolutely. You know, what, what about not even challenging the status quo at all? Um, what if we had an environment where we really didn't do that? What, what would be the result? We'd all be going to work in a horse-drawn carriage essentially. <laughs> there is no growth without that. If we're afraid to ask that question, I, I made a comment about this at the very beginning of our conversation about my six-year-old. Yeah. Um, he asked me why. He doesn't ask me why to challenge me. He asked me why so he can understand and grow as an individual and a person. And if we don't ask those questions, then we won't grow. Our organization won't grow. Our society won't grow. So that is, I amend my earlier statement, that is the true failure is not to ask. What I love about what you said, Jonathan, is the when your son asks you the why, you understand that he's coming from a pace, place of curiosity mm -hmm. and learning, and you trust that he's not attacking you as if you need to be on the defensive. Mm -hmm. So what a key component that we interact with each other in that, that, that same way in the workplace come with a, a curiosity, right? That people can really sense versus a, I'm putting you on the spot. Why do you do it that way, Mara? <laughs> and being that appreciation for, you know, really what goes into someone's job and the skills that are needed. Right. Well, I'd, I'd say too, and add to that, I think we can really, I mean, I think one of the thing about, one of the things about being stagnant is that you, you also then in times of crisis, you can't pivot and you'll, and that really is impactful from a failure perspective. And I think we're living that right now. I think if we had been in an environment in finance, where we didn't have this kind of change culture, 
there are things that we couldn't have done and received in COVID that we did play um, and, and were able to execute successfully. And, and if we weren't, you know, if we didn't already have that mindset and, ha- and been working towards that, we, I think we never would have been able to pull that off. And that would have impacted our students, our families, our staff, you know, everyone at the university. So just having that foundation already and that mindset that we're building on um, created the possibility for the success that as in the middle of pivoting in this year, that's fantastic. Um, So question for you, Amy, what would you say to an individual contributor in finance who might say, well, I don't really think I can make a difference or I don't, I don't really think I can challenge the status quo in my, my role. Um, what, what advice might you have for them? You know, I guess I, I think in that situation, um, you know, I would try and provide some examples of just little things of where, you know, individuals and, in, and, in, in our group, you know, have, 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 have challenged not, they might not even think of it in terms of challenging the status quo. I think that's part of it. The challenging the status quo does sound somewhat adversarial, a little confrontive. Yes. A little, right, right. Contrary. And I would probably talk about, you know, try and talk to them through little things and actually try and point out ways where they have done it and not even known that they've done it. Um, um, because I think we do it every day. Uh, we just don't necessarily categorize it as such. And we also think that it needs to be a lot bigger than it, than it really is. It can be, you know, small incremental change. Um, and, practicing that, I think pointing out that, that, that people, we, we do it, we do it all in our, you know, in our home lives, think of ways that, you know, you do it in your home life or in your personal life and how that, how that's helped you there and how that can help you, you know, and, 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 and if you make, again, you know, I don't, I, I, I think if I make something better for one person in the office for 10 minutes, that's, that's value. That's value. Um, or if I make something easier for myself and find time, like Mara, like Mara's talking about just finding an extra 15 minutes in the day, that's, that's value. Yeah. And it can be as small as that. I, you know, it's not always those big, big things, right? And, and it's all those small things that um, individuals do in finance and their behavior that adds up to the culture, right? So you can't, um, you can't negate those, those small things. And I love what you said too, about pointing out or partnering with folks that, well, here's ways you're already doing it, you know, like giving them some confidence that you're already doing this. Mara, how about you? Uh, any suggestions you have for folks about, I don't feel like I can do this in my role. Yeah. Um, you know, basically Amy was saying everything that I was going to say and, and that, you know, using the, the personal life example as, as well to, to follow up on that. But I think the thing too is, is to be able to help them define what it is, right? Because so again, it's like um, Jonathan was saying, you know, it's this big thing and it's We're going to change this. And that's something I've had to learn. It's a new way of, I will say, thinking for me. It's um, in the sense of that I don't have to change the whole process. I can change a part of the process. And that's come from that. Here's another saying for you that I use, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think sometimes that's why some the hesitant in, in the part of like, this is just too big. I can't get my head around it. And so, you know, breaking it, breaking it down and saying, you know, you don't have to change the whole thing. You know, is there a piece of it that you feel comfortable, you know, looking at and changing? And that's how I would, you know, it's, it's the baby steps. If it's, if somebody is hesitant, well, then, you know, you've got to 
put your toe in the water and you got to help make that not be cold, <laughs> make it warm. So they'll <laughs> go in a little bit further, you know, it's that, it's those conversations, it's that relationship, right. you know, it's that, it's the culture that we're bringing that this is a safe space for us to, you know, have these conversations to figure out where, where can we can enable change and then grow ourselves. I mean, once you you make that little thing and you're like, oh, I can do this and maybe I should do it again. And maybe, you know, and it, it's going out of that comfort zone, but you got to make it comfortable first for everybody. So Jonathan, a little bit different spin on this. What would you say to an individual contributor who wants to start a conversation with a manager about challenging the status quo and, and um, has a little trepidation about it? Um, I think the first thing is just don't be afraid. Go into it with an open mind and from a place of respect and wanting to grow and learn and not being afraid to ask. Um, but to go in specifically with a plan of what you want to ask about where you want this conversation to go. It, it's, it can be very intimidating going to your manager or someone at, on a higher level and essentially challenging something that you feel like they've put their weight behind. Because sometimes it feels like that when we ask why. Um, but go in with a plan of how you want to direct the conversation and what you want the outcome to be. Um, that at least will give you the confidence to steer that conversation along. You may get the answer you want. You may not get the answer you want or that you think is correct, but it, it engages in the conversation and makes that easier as time goes on. So you can have those future conversations without that trepidation. I love that. Any other perspectives on uh, talking to your manager or a manager, Mara or Amy? Well, I think it's, it's you know, one of the, the ways to open that door is that is a goal that we have, you know, it's a universal UVA finance goal. And, you know, um, I agree with the plan, but you could use your goal as a way to open the door and then have a plan behind it, right? Because you you set the stage, you know, that this is an appropriate topic for us to be talking about um, because it's part of my growth and part of what I'm supposed to be doing for finance. So I think that really gives us a good opportunity to be able to put in front of, you know, our managers. What a great approach. I'm doing this because it's one of my goals. And mm -hmm. maybe this is even a little bit um, difficult for me to have this conversation, but here's an idea I have. So you're saying come right out with the, you know, be a little bit vulnerable, but connect it to the overall finance goal. That's a one, maybe that's a great first step for folks. Amy, anything you'd like to add? I mean, I think that 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 kind of I agree with both uh, comments. Um, I, the only other thing I might say too is what makes me feel better uh, when I realize that I, I feel like something's not the way that it should be or it could be better is, is, is definitely having all my ducks in a row and making sure like I've talked about before I do do the research, it makes just me feel more confident when I'm going in to my manager or to a manager to say, you know, I have you know, I might not have a fully detailed plan, but I've researched this. This is, you know, this is, and, and it'd be best, you know, if you, if you did have, you know, solutions, but sometimes that's the problem. You can't think of a way to do it, you know, to do it better. And you might need help with that, but to show that you've done the due diligence that makes, gives me confidence that at least I can have the conversation. Um, and I've explored, you know, options and I've done my, and I've done my research. Um, and, and I don't, I think you don't have to do that. If you're, if, if I would guess that's the advice I'd give for people that, that might feel a little, you know, trepidation about doing it. I mean, I think it's perfectly because it's a goal, it's perfectly acceptable to go into your manager and say, you know, this just came to me the second, you know, um, 
I think this is, you know, crappy and let's do it. Or, you know, I think this is wrong or, you know, something like that. Or I'm just have a bad feeling or I had this experience. That's okay too. But it helps me to, to do all of the, the legwork before, before I, I go in and, and put something out there. And that's a great first start for someone who isn't maybe feeling as confident yet about mm-hmm. that kind of going in a little, little armed around that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, anything else that you want to want to add to to that particular question? No, I think Mar and Amy nailed it with their responses. <laughs> well, you set it up for us. So. <laughs> you know, I wanted to I wanted to come back around and see if there was uh, some yeah. additional insight there. Um, but so I have one more thing, just real quickly, because um, Amy made me think of something because she was like saying, you know, oh, if this it, it was kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, and then maybe think of the opposite of that. It's like sometimes we see other people in finance doing something that might not necessarily be in your job, but you have the skill set and being able to go and say, you know, I've seen this going on and I want to be a part of that. Right. And then, you know, that's when the cross training happens and, and, and we have all this. So, again, it's like it, um, what, I, what I want to say is that, you know, everything's on the table. You know, I think we should look at it that way, that everything's on the table, whether it's the things that we really think kind of need to go away or be tweaked or maybe opportunities so that um, just kind of like it's a big landscape and put it that way. So I'm wondering if you've experienced um, having been sort of on the receiving end of challenging the status quo from from a colleague or someone and um, how you react to that or, and, or if you have some suggestions for other individual contributors who might sort of feel like they're on the receiving end of someone challenging the status quo, any encouragement you have for them um, around that, I'll pitch that to any of the panel members that might like to chime in. What would you say to an individual contributor um, about not being defensive or sort of being on the receiving end of someone, uh, what they would interpret really challenging the status quo. I think it's easy. Amy, please go go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, Jonathan, and then Amy. I think it goes back to part of what Amy said earlier about building relationships in one of the prior questions. You know, it, it's very important that we stay open when we hear these things or have these questions or think ideas presented to us because we want to build that relationship with that team member, that coworker, that manager, that if you're managing them, the subordinate, because they're going to look at it from a place that you wouldn't. So it, it, it can be a little difficult to have, be the one that gets the challenge. Um, but just like you want to be heard and you want your ideas to be considered, it, it's, it's super important that we, we relay that on to others um, because their perspective is so much different. It could be that person over in this direction that has a completely different role that, like Mara was saying, overlaps or what has an interest in yours, and they're coming into it with a fresh set of eyes. Fabulous. Amy? Yeah, I was basically going to say that, you know, uh, something very similar that you really just have to... Um, just kind of keep in your, you know, in the forefront of your mind that this is not personal. Um, And I think that's part of our, you know, our issue, of course, as as human beings and, um, and especially, you know, we've all had practice, we've all had to practice um, trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes uh, 
even, you know, more frequently in these very divisive, you know, times of trying to think. And I, I, you know, I really do try and I try and think, you know, um, if I'm starting to feel defensive uh, and, and I, you know, I definitely, you know, um, can react quickly to things. And I try and really, you know, that's a goal, a person, you know, personal goal of to try and not have such knee jerk reactions about, you know, things that I might be passionate about and try and really put myself in someone else's, you know, someone else's shoes. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do if you're feeling like, well, I've spent all this time, you know, this is, or this is my, mine, you know, I own this right, and, right. you know, someone comes in and, and makes a suggestion that does seem, you know, challenging. And part of it is time. Like Mara said, I do, I, you know, I, I to, to kind of fight off the, I don't even want to have, you know, deal with the time it would take to kind of, you know, assess this and make this change. And so it's, it's, you know, it is hard to, to, um, to be accepting of, of, which is, which is again, why I think, you know, being why leadership is so important, you know, why yes. the, the environment that you're in allows you to that yes. and the modeling that, you know, our, our, our leadership and our teams show us, um, and to, to continue to allow, you know, allow for that kind of, you know, growth and that mindset that's, critical for individuals also to be able to, you know, um, accept challenging people that are challenging certain things. Right. Mara, any additional perspectives on that? Uh, is, is this where I make a plug for our mission and our, our values? <laughs> I, I would be delighted if you would. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, I want to go on what, um, what Amy said, you know, that it's not personal. And I think at the end of the day, if we step back and say, well, you know, what's the greater good here? You know, and we look at our mission and what are we trying to be seen as and, you know, um, and take in our new values. Right. And if you look at all of those and it that just encompasses this thing of communication and collaboration and respecting of each other's ideas and, and, and creating that safe space for us to, you know, be that premier finance, you know, that somebody is going to, you know, say, yes, you go to that team because they're trusted financial them. partner. <laughs> right. Right. So I think, um, yeah, that's, that's my plug. <laughs> you know, it can be difficult. And, and I think I know this subject matter pretty well. And I, and I know myself recently, um, had a scenario where some suggestions were made about something I was deeply involved in. And I had to admit, I had to stand back for a moment and say, Oh, wait, we're all on the same team. I don't, you know, this is about getting it better for the overall mission and the thing that we were working on, but it was such a knee jerk, human reaction. Right. And then I had, and, but, but I caught myself and said, okay, wait a minute, I'm feeling defensive about this. Why I shouldn't be, but even just to talk yourself through that. And I'll tell you in that scenario, we ended up with something much better than either one of us involved in that dialogue could have actually thought of. And so the outcome was fabulous. Um, but that immediate knee jerk reaction can sometimes that can be tough. Um, I think, so uh, we're beginning to wind down on our time here. Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. We do still do have a few minutes, but what I'd like to do is pitch um, a final opportunity to each of our panelists to um, share um, one tangible thing that someone after listening or viewing this webinar could go do, let's even say today to challenge the status quo. What is something they could do and then I'll also leave it open-ended for you to say, are there any other sort of closing thoughts you might have? So first of all, a, a one tangible thing that someone can do, 
after uh, being a part of this and then any other perspective that you wanna share um, as a takeaway. And I'll go to Jonathan. So I, I think one tangible thing I would encourage everyone to do is as we start our work day today and the rest of the week, going out of this seminar, look at one thing you do today, right? Pick one small, simple process or task that you do um, and just evaluate it. See where you possibly could streamline it or how you can make it easier or quicker for either yourself or the end user. And if you struggle with it, something that I've done in the past is have someone else look at it with me as I'm doing it. Someone that you trust. Extra set of eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's fabulous. So, because you may be missing something. Um, so that, that would be my one tangible thing. Pick that one small process, that one tiny thing, evaluate that, and then you can start to build from there. Um, and any other takeaways, anything else you wanted to share for our, our audience today? So I think some of the conversation we've had today is about, you know, having that confidence to have these conversations or helping your team or someone you, you work with or are close to to build that confidence. Just don't be afraid to ask. There, if you're coming from a place of growth and wanting to learn, there is no issue in asking why or challenging that status quo. Um, have the confidence to know that you're growing and learning on your own. And we're, we're there to improve, to be that trusted financial partner, as Mara said. That's so encouraging. Thank you, Jonathan. And Mara, how about you? A, a takeaway or one thing or something tangible someone could do and then any other perspective you'd like to close on today? We're probably all going to say this, kind of the same things because um, the three of us are all kind of coming from the same um, mm -hmm. point of view. Um, I would say my one thing would be, um, I kind of got started in this, again, this mindset, because there were some things I didn't like doing and, you know, procrastinated and they kind of got shoved under the rug. We all have those. We all have those pieces of our, our job that we might not be like thrilled to do. So what I think the tangible thing is to take that, that one thing in your job that you just, you know, wouldn't want to even put on your resume because you're like, I just can't stand doing it because I don't want anybody to know <laughs> that I do it. <laughs> and, and evaluate, why is it? And then um, why is it that you don't like it? And then what, where does it bring value? And so that might be a, a bigger project, but it's to take one thing that, you know, you really just don't like doing in your daily work okay. and then figure out where is it adding value and why you don't like it? Because you might be able to change it. And actually, I think I'm doing that first after we're done today, Mara. <laughs> Look at what I don't like and evaluate it. I, that's so practical. Well, and, and then make it yours, right? Because it might be the opportunity to, to change it up a little bit to the part where you're like, it actually um, becomes your process and you, you like it better because, right. you know, you've um, figured out what it is in there that you didn't like doing. How can I make it less painful, even if it's just yeah. for me, right? Right, right. <laughs> Great. Any other closing thought, Mara? Um, just do it. <laughs> okay, we have some really good quotes here from Mara Land, so thank you. <laughs> and so, Amy, we'll we'll close with you as our our, our panel, our final panelist here. A tangible thing, and then any other sort of closing insights you might have. 
Sure. Um, I like that idea from Mara. That's what I was thinking of, you know, um, you know, look at wh whether it's at work or even in your personal life, you know, something you just really don't like, uh, you know, or the, the, like your least favorite thing to do during the week and, and kind of attack that. I, I would also say, um, you know, um, one step uh, would be look around, you know, the people that you work with and identify someone you think that does challenge the status quo and just have a conversation with them, you know, just, you know, talk about, you know, ask, ask them some questions as an easy and not only does that, you know, um, you know, give you a step of something to kind of, you know, do, but it also starts to create a relationship about talking about that within your, within your team or your peers, which I think is a great first, you know, a great first step. Or, or if you're comfortable, just to talk to your manager after, you know, uh, what are some things I can do to, 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 to be better at this? Or, um, you, and if you're comfortable doing that, but starting to have the conversations, I think is a, just a, a good first step and evaluating the things you don't like doing. I think that's great. That's great as well. Mm -hmm. so, and any yeah. closing uh, perspectives or uh, anything related to um, challenging the status quo that you'd like the audience to know? Um, I, you know, I think just to reiterate that this is, you know, like we all said, and watching some of the other panelists, this really is all about relationships and, and trust. But what I really like about finance and, and about student financial services is the, the, the mission driven focus. And at the end of the day, when you get bogged down in details and you're, you know, going through um, maybe some change or a process to just always, mm -hmm. you know, sort of recenter back on on the mission you know and ask the why which we've all said but you know for us in student financial services a lot that you know a lot of it centers around our interaction with students and parents and that if you can kind of come back to that that helps you refocus when you get a little bit bogged down particularly in you know details of some complex change management um so i you know always just try and remember you know the the why go back to that keep your eye on sort of the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. So, right. well, I, this has been a great conversation today. I really, I, I thank Mara and Jonathan and Amy for your, for your insights. And I really hope that anyone participating in this can really see that, you know, as our individual contributor colleagues, they're doing it and they're, and they're making the effort and they're putting the work into it and um, they're encouraging you. And I would imagine if any, of, if any of our audience has some questions or would like to talk to any of you three about how you've done that or would like to delve in deeper, um, you know, this is a resource for you to, to reach out on. I guess a key message we'd wanna send out to our audience is um, you can be confident in the environment um, that there is a desire to do this and to improve and that it's, it's, it's a safe place. And so just get started, just get started. And so with that, thank you again. And I hope everyone has a really great day. Thank you. Thank you.